0: Welcome to another interview. This is a short interview with Andre Voisey, head of business and government solutions at Soil Capital. He wrote a LinkedIn post, Europe has defined green business for investors. But what does this mean for regenerative agriculture? Welcome to another episode of Investing in Regenerative Agriculture, Investing as if the Planet Mattered, a podcast show where I talk to the pioneers in the regenerative food and agriculture space to learn more on how to put our money to work to regenerate soil, people, local communities and ecosystems, while making an appropriate and fair return. Why my focus on soil and regeneration? Because so many of the pressing issues we face today have their roots in how we treat our land, grow our food and what we eat. And it's time that we as investors, big and small and consumers, start paying much more attention to the dirt slash soil underneath our feet. Before we get started, I've been recording these interviews next to my day job, and I will definitely continue to do so and release about an episode a month. But at the same time, I would love to take this further, share more interviews. There are many more stories to share on investing in regenerative food and agriculture, more depth, improve the quality, maybe even doing some video series. So I started a Patreon community, which makes it easy to support creators like myself. If these podcasts have been of value to you, and if you have the means, I invite you to support me and make this happen. For more information, please find the link to my Patreon account in the description below. And now, without further ado, the interview. Enjoy! Welcome, Andrew.
1: Thanks, Kuhn. Good to be here.
0: So could you give a bit of context to what this taxonomy on green business for investors means and why this is so important for impact investors?
1: Certainly. So in the last few weeks, the European Union has published the so-called sustainable taxonomy or taxonomy for short and what this is is effectively a classification tool to help investors and companies in the real economy identify uh, business activities that can be deemed environmentally friendly. It's probably worth giving some context to where this has come from so that listeners understand uh, where this could go. So several years ago um, the Parts of the European Commission and the European Union that look at financial stability financial markets uh, and the integration of our our capital markets started to engage in a process of deep reform That was intended to align the financial system uh, with the needs of uh, a sustainable real economy They assembled a large team of financial market and other experts, which provided them with recommendations on what they should do. This is the European Commission assembling this team. And probably six or nine months ago, they published a formal response to that, a set of actions, uh, which was broad and ambitious, uh, covered a whole range of different topics. But one of those, uh, and the, the one that has been moved on most quickly, is this taxonomy and Really the problem that the Commission is trying to solve here is that investors of all shapes and sizes other capital providers financial regulators and, and companies that they invest in or, or lend to Don't have a shared set of detailed definitions for what constitutes uh, environmentally friendly business they have broad policy directions set by governments, um, but they don't have something that translates those policy directions into, if you like, investable details. And so the search costs and the due diligence costs reported by uh, all sorts of capital providers are seen as being too high. So this taxonomy is an attempt to address that problem. As I say, it's coming out of um, The parts of the European Union that deal with financial markets, which is one of the reasons I think this is significant. And ultimately, the intention of the taxonomy is to provide a tool uh, that people can use when they're designing financial products that try to target green businesses. Uh, It's a tool that will be used to shape disclosure requirements by investors And it's a tool that I think in time we will see standard setters and regulators of different varieties integrate into their own practices as well.
0: And the interesting piece is, I think it's absolutely key for investors, obviously operating in in the EU and the European union, because you're, you're gonna deal with this left or right. If you're making investment in a fund, in a company. Um, If you're looking at certain things, you're going to see this over the next years as a tool, just like we see the SDGs who are not really an investment approach, but you see them popping up everywhere as a sort of shared language. Why does it also matter for non-European investors or investors that
1: are not investing in the European Union? Yeah, that's a good point, Gunnar. I I think the answer to that is that um, the problem that the taxonomy seeks to solve is I think, a problem that is recognized outside of Europe, uh, to different degrees, but in markets around the world. And anecdotally, I've already seen some evidence of interested parties from around the world looking at what Europe is doing, um, because to some extent, it's getting ahead and solving some of the problems that they too face. So I think over the next months and years, it's not ridiculous to imagine that There'll be a degree of uh, close scrutiny of this European taxonomy by others who are looking for, um, say, shortcuts to uh, solving similar problems that they they face themselves. So I, I think we may see this taxonomy starting to set some sort of global standard, even if informally, uh, and, and if the links between what happens in Europe and other parts of the world not being super visible to to all of us so you're basically
0: saying it, it might serve as an inspiration and a very clear blueprint if this is successful for other major regions in the world that are looking at fixing their their financial system uh, and, and the connection to the real economy
1: i think so I, I wouldn't want to overstate that because you can never predict no of course these relationships we hope yeah. well i think i think there's enough reason to expect that that could happen and that's why i think we all need to take quite careful place quite a lot of attention on what's happening with this taxonomy because there's a moment coming up where we can all now engage with it so it's important we get it right yeah no let's dive
0: into it because there's an important piece on regen egg actually and it's mainly focused just as a background it's mainly focused on emissions and but they actually also mentioned the carbon Farming and the carbon sequestration part, or potential of it, which is I think very very interesting. Could you give us very short, because it's a huge document, obviously, a summary of what are the key points in terms of regen ag that we as investors in the space should know about? Some of your surprises actually, because you've been part of the the process for. But it's it's quite radical in some cases.
1: No, it is. It, it the detail of what is said on agriculture is is another reason. I think this is such an important. Um, discussion to be having. To be clear, when the uh, group of experts that was developing the taxonomy started its work, it was focused on defining green and environmentally beneficial agriculture broadly. That scope was then focused on climate change mitigation and adaptation specifically, while ensuring that the definitions that were produced don't undermine Uh, Other objectives like the preservation of water resources, pollution prevention, healthy ecosystems and so on. Uh, I think there are three things that strike me about what has been produced for the, the regenerative agriculture community. The first is that the taxonomy quite explicitly acknowledges what many of us know, that agriculture can transition from being quite a substantial part of the climate problem to being quite a substantial part of the solution. So that's not a surprise to most of us, but it is important I think to see that reflected in a taxonomy coming out of the financial markets division of the European Union. The second thing which I find striking is that at the heart of understanding how that transition works and how it should be measured and monitored soil health is really um brought out as the the north star if you like and again that's not a surprise to any of us but i think it's for the same reason quite heartening to to see it in this taxonomy and then thirdly you mentioned some of the processes and the practices that are that are mentioned Um, The taxonomy acknowledges that there are two ways to measure progress towards um, agriculture that is considered compliant with the taxonomy. One is to measure outcomes in terms of both carbon emissions and carbon uh, sequestration. But the other is to measure the implementation of practices. And the taxonomy articulates what it believes those practices are going to need to be. And I think when you look at the detail of those practices, um, you see quite a close alignment with what the regenerative agriculture uh, community is already practicing. So you have things like more diverse, more complex crop rotations, the use of cover crops, but not monoculture cover crops, multi-species cover crops.
0: Even, even an, an amount of cover crops, right? There's a, and, and at least one legume. I mean, they're very specific and, and very specific on, on what they want to see.
1: That's right. And I'm sure the approach to prescribing practices, not least prescribing quite ambitious practices, will will trigger debate, to say the least. Of course, yeah. But I think the point that comes through is that this quite broad group of experts, I think over 200 experts were selected to contribute to the taxonomy development overall. They've identified here some some practical but high ambition regenerative practices to find what good looks like.
0: Yeah, and, and just the fact that they did that and, and have the process and the outcome base, I think they're even both in there, but probably they will start mostly with the process part um, is, is very, very interesting without losing the the holistic, the holistic approach.
1: Yeah. And that's a detail actually that I also think is quite significant. You sometimes see in these, this type of work that individual farming practices, for example, you know, no or minimum till would count as being eligible on its own. What you see in the taxonomy is more of a systemic approach where bundles of practices in their language are required to be compliant with the taxonomy. And I think that is an attempt to recognize a, as you say, more holistic, more systems-orientated approach to agriculture.
0: And for people that are not familiar with the process, not the process of region egg, but the process of taxonomy and European business where are we now and what's happening over the next months and you mentioned actually people can be involved at some point what what's the potential for people listening to this to actively participate to help push to support or not or to discuss what's happening over the next months?
1: it's a really good point because I think this is an extremely timely conversation because now really is the time when people can engage so just to give a bit of context the uh, you know arriving at this point has taken months and years of work by appointed experts uh, there was an open application process for those experts for the latest contribution and the publication of the taxonomy in the last few weeks is the result of of their work what's now been announced uh, in the last few days is a public consultation process that runs until the 13th of September. So just over a couple of months, um, which really focuses the mind and is an opportunity for uh, for farmers, for food brands, for investors and lenders, uh, and people with all sorts of expertise really to make sure that this taxonomy is setting ambition at the right level, is as practical as possible, and ultimately does help to serve its purpose of, of directing capital towards uh, the best type of agriculture we can we can build. So that process of engagement is open now. We at soil Capital are are doing what we can to help people understand the taxonomy as we see it and and therefore how they can engage. I think there will have to be one more consultation process before the taxonomy is ultimately adopted into European law. Um, but I'd encourage people to focus on on the one that's open now. And how
0: can they engage? Basically through your opinion website. Are there specific questions? What's the process like?
1: Yeah, there, there is a website with specific questions. It's quite a structured process, which uh, actually I think helps respondents to target their feedback quite well. So maybe we can we can share the link in the in the notes under the, yeah, the podcast so that people can can look at that.
0: That'll be good. And if they have any specific questions they can reach out to you as well to see i mean as you have studied this one for quite a long time and have been involved in it it's always good to see your view on it
1: yeah of course we're we're happy to help where we can and as you say i think it's there's a there's a digestion job to wade through the documentation and understand where the really crucial parts are so happy to help on on that as we can
0: Perfect. I, I think I mean we can spend hours on on diving in all the details in the process versus outcome based, etc. But this is such a timely matter. I, I was wanted, and I think we we succeeded in keeping it short and making sure we get this out uh, before the consultation closes, which is uh, on the thirteenth of September. So I, I want to thank you for your time. Thank you for your work in this space. And I will definitely link the um, LinkedIn post you wrote, which goes into much more detail. And also, the list of questions and how people can engage
1: with this round. Thanks, Kuhn. Keep up the great work uh, shining a light on these important discussions. So crucial.
0: Thank you so much. Have a great day. Bye. If you found the Investing in Regenerative Agriculture and Food podcast valuable, there are a few simple ways you can use to support it. Number one, rate and review the podcast on your podcast app. That's the best way for other listeners to find the podcast, and it only takes a few seconds. Number two, share this podcast on social media or email it to your friends and colleagues. Number three, if this podcast has been of value to you and if you have the means, please join my Patreon community to help grow this platform and allow me to take it further. You can find all the details on patreon.com slash regenerative agriculture or in the description below. Thank you so much and see you at the next podcast.